Welcome to Back to the Shack. I am your host, Big Bad Blair. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please, as always, like and share. You can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down. I'm tireless. I'm wireless. I'm your alpha male on beta blockers. Okay. Purpose behind this podcast is to ex- just basically connect the dots. Uh, everything that has occurred is basically a timeline, and it starts with the in 2015 when Stephen Harper signed the Paris Accord and Agenda 21. He kick-started it. He got the ball rolling. Uh, he, In a way, in a sense, he did throw the election to hand over the majority government to Justin Trudeau. Uh, but it goes back even further than that. It goes back to the 70s when the World Economic Forum, which is also uh, Klaus Schwab's baby, and he is also a Nazi. Uh, same with George Soros. They're all in. They're all in this. And it, the NWO just exposed themselves. As soon as people like George Soros, Klaus Schwab, uh, Rockefeller, and Rothschilds step up and step out into the light, you know, you know what kind of evil is out there. Um, as I said, this purpose of this podcast isn't that. It's not New World Order, it's not, world, it, in large portion, it is the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations Council, and the United States government, and the Canadian government. Uh, the government in play is the Liberal Party of Canada, or as I like to call them, the Communist Liberal, Communist Liberal Party of Canada, the CLPC. So... With Justin Trudeau as leader, he obviously knew about the lab leak. He 100% had to have known. He had to have his signature on those documents to sign off on those vial transfers. Uh, and you have to pay attention now and look back at what was transferred from that lab to Wuhan. And then the final piece is Ukraine. Um, the lab leak... The article that I could pull up off of Google since DuckDuckGo decided to, you know, take it up the ass and bend over and take it with this whole Ukraine nonsense. All right, so with the lab leak, the article I pulled up was off of Google and this was published from CTV News back in June on June 14th. 2021. Um, the lab leak that happened, it occurred, I think it was towards the back end of De- December 2018. So they wound, the two scientists that were found at the National Micro- Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg 2019, and they were fired uh, officially. They were fired official. They were officially fired in January. Uh, that is, Jago Kuyu and uh, Kending Ching. Uh, he, they're both. They've both been fired. I don't know where they are. They probably went back to China, and but they should be, you know, returned back to Canada. And actually, they're they're Chinese scientists, so they were given government clearance, 
and they also needed to have Justin Trudeau's signature on those documents, as well as Theresa Tams, who is also a Chinese loyalist. Um, <laughs> and also the World Health, World Health Organization is basically our universal health care. All right, so that happened, the lab leak. Uh, the viral transfers that went were the Ebola and Hempa virus. Those, the, everybody knows what types of viruses those are most deadliest and most transferable uh, viruses known to man. Brian Pallister, he had to have signed off on it just because of it. It's a level four microbiology unit. Like, you need clearance. Bowman needed to sign off. Health ministers, defense ministers, CISS needed to sign off. Everybody need they needed to sign off on all this. Unless Justin Trudeau by tried to buy he bypassed the system having a majority government. Remember, his first term was four years. He got away with a lot of shit. So and every time I brought up stuff like this. People were just like, ah, and then they brought it up in the House of Commons, finally. Then, it, it, it again, it goes in stages, and this is, this is basically the start of the whole thing. That happened, that happened. Henpa and Ebola went to China. They went to China, but why did it go to China? That's where Anthony Fauci comes in. Anthony Fauci, uh, his emails, the dates of his emails ranged from January, the beginning of January to June. When were those two Chinese scientists fired? Finally fired, the end of January. In the, and guess what he was funding, gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. And, again, Justin Trudeau had to have known. The Minister of Defense at the time, Minister Shazan, he needed to know. He had to have known. All of them had to have known. Pallister had to have known. Heather Stephenson, no, had to have known. She signed off on it. She was the Minister of Health at the time. So, that, that's how that coincides with the emails and the, and the lab leak in Winnipeg. Because the Ebola was transferred to Wuhan on gain-of-function research, which was funded by Anthony Fauci and NIAID and the NIH. And the NIH. And in Wuhan, I couldn't figure out where, because they needed to have help, but it's only one lab. They needed to have further help to try to weaponize these viruses. That's where Ukraine comes in. Ukraine is the final piece of the puzzle because that's where everything is. That's where all the corruption is. That's where the Nazis are. That's where everything is. That's where the scale, large scale of violences are coming to. And the 25 to 30 bio labs that were found that are in Ukraine right now that Putin is clearing out 
And don't hate on Putin in Canada. Don't hate on Putin. Putin respects Canadians. He likes Canadians. He, he, he actually admires what we were. And what we once stood for. He thinks Trudeau is an idiot. Because he doesn't care about Canadians. And he's, a big, and he's the biggest hypocrite. And he is built on a foundation of empire and an empire of lies. Um, so Fauci knew about, some, like, obviously he signed off on everything. He didn't care. He's getting money. He's getting money from Big Pharma and the Rockefellers. He does not give a shit. Um, so with all that going on, in, then in Ukraine, in Odessa, what did they find? What did the Russians find? They found the next pandemic. They found smallpox and Ebola. Ebola keeps popping up in this. Why are they trying to weaponize Ebola? So it can kill a large scale of people in the quickest amount of time. Like, it's ridiculous. It's utter, utter lunacy. And Oh, Biden, Biden knew about it. Trump, he knew about it and he was extremely skeptical because why else did he, why else did President Trump say, hey, you know what? Um, I don't want anything to have to do with China and the World Health Organization and their China flu. He does, he didn't care. He cared more about helping, you know, the entire United States and trying to keep all of them safe from, he knew what was going to what was going on. He knew. His vaccine was basically a combination of everything that can help combat and beat the flu. That was his vaccine. That's the one that he tried to get patented and they wouldn't do it. They needed him gone because he would not play. Uh, Because he also wanted to decentralize the currency away from the Federal Reserve and have the United States have their own dollar. That's what he wanted. He didn't want the Rothschilds in the United States anymore. He wanted them gone. Uh, and that's the same with Canada. You got to get rid of, you got to cut the head off the fucking dragon, get the Rothschilds out, get Soros out. They're all in this together. Like, they're all Nazis. All of them. Uh, and in Ukraine... People are standing with Ukraine, standing with Ukraine. Um, you guys don't even know why you're standing with Ukraine. Ukraine is overrun by fucking Nazis. NATO and Canada have been funding and arming Nazis. It, it's, just, it's fucking ridiculous. And everybody thinks that, oh, 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 we got, we got to support Ukraine. We, we need to, like... Fight to the death and tooth and nail. No, you're basically trying to... Oh, it's hard to explain. You're trying to... You're trying to protect evil. You're trying to protect pure... Like, the sickest form of fucking evil. It's like satanic evil. 
that's what the NWO is. They're Satanist, they're pedophile Satan, Satan, Satanistic, Kabbalist Nazis. And that's what's in Ukraine. Everything's in Ukraine. Human trafficking, money laundering. At the same time, Canada's paying Ukraine 30 mil, 30, so far $30 billion in, almost $30 billion in remittance payments in the disguise of foreign aid. He is completely trying to fund this war. And so is Biden. Right now, like what Russia is doing, he is trying to help Canada regain their regain control of their country. And at the same time, he sees weakness in Biden. He sees weakness in Trudeau. Everybody sees weakness in Trudeau. Trudeau is the biggest pushover and pussy to walk God's green earth. He's a complete, utter fucking joke as a prime minister. And he's not even our prime minister because, again, he never actually won the election. Uh, he may have won it the first time to gain the majority government. He didn't win it the, second, the last two times. Uh, especially the last time because of the 200, 200, uh, two, over 200,000 uh, 200, missing ballots, mail-in ballots that came in and were discovered. And yet Elections Canada won't do anything about it because election, Elections Canada is, bought, is part of the Canadian government. So they're heavily funded by Justin Trudeau. And Justin Trudeau, before all of this, kicked up the funding in, in the CRTC to give more money to mainstream media to push propaganda and spread a bunch of lies. CBC just recently is redacted retracting a lot of their stories from the trucker convoy. Um, I went past the CBC in Winnipeg. I don't know if they've moved offices and moved locations, but the building there is gutted. There's nothing there. Um, so something tell, something's up to me. Something's kind of funny. Something underneath is happening. Uh, they're still trying to roll out with this whole digital ID, uh, can pass bullshit, uh, that everybody's been talking about for the past, I don't know, two months. And that's what they want. They want to digitalize our currency to one, to one global currency. Uh, in the end of all of this, how I see this panning out and playing out is that, yes, we will have be chipped. We will have chipped because we will all need to be chipped required. Uh, basically, they're trying to make people into something they're not. Uh, there's going to be two forms of society, one with cash and one with digital currency. Uh, eventually, Canada is going to break away and separate. Uh, Manitoba, being Manitoba, we're, we're stuck in the middle being like, yeah, we got a lot of fucking resources. We can go to the States or we can go and join the separate separation of uh, the West and join Saskatchewan and Alberta and BC. Okay, so 
the World Economic Forum has made all the right moves. They've made all the right moves and went boom, boom, boom. But the big thing that made a massive wrench into their timeline and their story was the trucker convoy. They weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting it, and Klaus Schwab did everything in his power to get him to get Trudeau to stop without actually sitting and talking with them. Because I I don't know, like Trudeau is scared of the working class. He's scared of pe everyday people. He doesn't like them. He doesn't like social interaction. He only does it if he needs votes. But otherwise, don't address him. He won't talk to you. He won't give you the time of day. He won't even like. That's why he didn't talk to anybody. That's why he chose to try to arrest everybody. Didn't try to arrest everybody, just tried to pay off trucking companies and all this other crap. And everybody throughout Ontario is are a part of the World Economic Forum. So Klaus Schwab made all the right decisions. Everybody knows that George Soros, who is a major stakeholder in BlackRock, had its has the media paid off throughout Canada. Um, and that's how Trudeau remains in power. The same with Christea Freeland, because Christea Freeland is in close ties with George Soros because of who her grandfather was, her grandfather being one of the propaganda story writers for the Nazi party and the Nazi SS. Okay, so Klaus Schwab has the entire liberal cabinet filled with his young global leaders uh, and some, some uh, conservative party members, uh, Greens are and NDP. Uh, Yagmeet Singh, uh, his representatives throughout the country in one way or another are connected to the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization or the UN Council. Like those those are two of the arms. Then there's the big tech arm. There's there's Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is like you he he is the millennial MK Ultra. He he's there to brainwash the millennial generation. He's there to speak on behalf of the millennial generation. That's from what I gather after researching into Elon Musk a little bit and seeing how into transhumanism uh, trans he was into. And that's, again, this is it. it's all connected to the same thing, and it goes back to the big funder who's funding all of this. And his name is Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the biggest funders in all of this this whole Agenda 21 thing, in this whole scenario of Sam Klaus Schwab. Because Bill Gates is one of the first of the first one of the first uh, young leaders of tomorrow, same with Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau and Bill Gates are Klaus Schwab's golden boys. Again, everybody knows who Bill Gates is. He's a philanthropist. He goes out and does humanitarian aid. No, he fucking doesn't. He goes out and just takes a bunch of poison and just injects people with it. He's not even a fucking doctor. Neither is Tedros. Neither is the head of Pfizer. 
The head of Pfizer is a veterinarian. What the fuck does he know about, you know, the human reproductive system? He knows everything about animal reproductive systems. All oh, that's all well and good when you're testing on animals, but when you're on testing on humans, you need a different fucking perspective. Especially if the vaccine that you're testing these testing on these animals is killing the animals. You know, you gotta document that shit and let people know. I tried letting people know that and people said, Hey, you're a conspiracy theory. You're you're a conspiracy theorist, you're reading too much into this. But again, it, it it's fucked up. And in on paper it it sounds like it's a good story it could possibly work but in actuality where we are right now and in the grand scale of it all is is complete it, it won't fucking work it won't work technologically yes it could work but in In actual, in actuality, it just won't fucking work. In theory, it works, but in actuality, it will never fucking work. Especially now at the way they're trying to play it, because again, trucker convoy threw a wrench into their fucking plans, and Klaus Schwab freaked out and got his operatives on a plane to Ontario to interject and antagonize and try to get Canadians to act out violently so they can try to spread disinformation through Canada. That didn't work, so they started the war in Ukraine. Putin, that gave Putin a reason. Putin acted as if, because him being former KGB and him always wanting to be a double fucking agent, pulled it off. He went and got the intel that he needed. All, all the step-by-step -step and everything about the agenda, he knew, he knew where the Ebola virus was, he knew where the Ebola virus was because that's one of the first things he released was the Odessa documents. Thank you, Vlad, for releasing that. That helps Canadians. That gives us the, the edge above it all. And guess what? Every time they come out with a story, we're going to fucking de debunk that shit right away. Especially now with a hashtag that's going, that I've been trying to spread, which is uh, Nazi Ukraine. It gives you inside, an inside look of what's actually happening in Ukraine. And who's causing the shelling and the violence in Ukraine. And, and I can tell you one thing, it's not the fucking Russians. It's, it's the Nazis, it's the Ukrainian Nazis attacking Ukrainians. Again, I I just look into things and I pay attention and I go right. To, I try to go right to the source as much as I can. I was going through Russian media because that was the closest thing I could get to Ukraine because it's hard to get any credible stories from Ukraine because Kalinsky locked up locked up his critics and had several 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 of them disappear. And of course, Davos and the World Economic Forum, uh, the United the United Nations, all their money is funneled through Ukraine. Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden, 
they're tied to this. They're tied to the whole Burisma deal that happened in Ukraine. Barack Obama signed off on it. He signed off on it to get the ball rolling in Ukraine to have the elected office removed. So George, George Soros could put his puppet in play, which is Voldemort Zelensky. He is a puppet of Soros. Christia Freeland is a puppet of Soros. Russia, the Russia Federation just released 313 names. Canadian politicians and others who are not allowed in Russia. The list reads as if it's a, na a list of names that can be found on the World Economic Forum or have ties to the World Economic Forum. It's all there. The story connects itself, and it starts with the major piece of the timeline, Winnipeg. Because Winnipeg was the only lab, the only level 4 lab that had Ebola and Hempa. And they wound up in China and found in Ukraine, weaponized under gain-of-function research. Studying, trying to weaponize bat corona, coronaviruses with smallpox and Ebola. All those politicians that were, all the names that were released today, the 313 names, they all knew about the lab leak in Winnipeg. All of them. Pierre Polyev, he knows. He knew all about it. That's why he won't get my vote. My vote goes to the people who are trying to protect Canada. Maxime Bernier or Jay Hill. It, yeah, it the story connects itself. It's all there. And just the main piece of the timeline to kickstart it all happened between Janu January and June. Oh. So Canada is pretty much fucked. And I can see this ending in one way. We do regain control of our lives, and unfortunately, a lot of lives are going to be lost due to all of this. Uh, I don't know when it comes to currency and financial thing, because right now you got to stockpile on gold, you got to buy gold, you got to buy silver, you got to buy, you got to buy zinc, you got to buy copper, you got to buy metals. That's that you got to buy minerals. You cannot be sticking your money into dollars. The Canadian dollar is done. It, it's going to collapse. Our economy is shot to shit because Justin Trudeau closed down our economy. Our national economy, he closed it down for a year and a half. So many small businesses were destroyed. The small businesses, which were the backbone of our economy, which held a lot of minimum wage workers, which is our working class, our workforce. Our workhorses. The ones that pull their weight and do sales and retail and all that. How many of those people lost their jobs in the past year and a half that nobody talks about? 
nobody's focusing on that. And and there's a lot of people that are focusing on that now. They weren't before. Not two years ago while people are hoarding toilet paper and people like myself are making fun of you. People without children buying baby wipes. People wrestling packages of water away from, uh, you know, uh, mothers and fathers. Okay, so that's the story. That's my whole thing behind the lab leak. And I'm going to get into a little bit more of the economic scale as it when, when it comes and pertains to sports teams and franchises. The property rights and deeds of those of the arenas and sports complexes are held by the governments. The Canada Life Arena, the Barclay, it doesn't matter where it is. If the government has deeds in those buildings, they can say who can come and go and they can implement whatever mandates or whatever they want based on whatever the government tells them to do because they hold the deeds to the property. Because they're on a contract with the general managers and owners of those teams. The owners don't own the building. <laughs> the owners own the team. Shovel Dayoff doesn't own the building. He has to pay rent to a rental agency, which is controlled by the government. So they are legitimately forced. The owners can always tell them to go pound sand. We're not going to do that because our fan, fan base is so crucial. But you know what? We'll take the money instead. Because our fan base can always be replaced with other people. That, that's how it works. And people keep supporting these teams and buying these logos. That's all you're doing is buying the logo of the team. And they don't care about you. You're money to them. You're a dollar sign. I, I love my hockey. I love hockey. I love sports. I love baseball. I love football. I like I kind I can tolerate basketball, but I'm done supporting franchises. I'll sit and watch hockey games, but I won't really be cheering for anybody. Not for the large scale discrimination that all these sports organizations, you know, implement and push onto people. These mandates, these ma- these mask mandates in Canada. What, now I can go to a hockey game? No. Well, I can go to a hockey game. If I provide proof of vaccination. Because it's a federal mandate. And, again, the deeds go back to the government. It goes back to the province of Manitoba, the city of Winnipeg, and that's who controls the Canada Life Building, formerly known as Bell MTS. But, yep, 
if you look at the list of the names, those are the people that knew about on the lab leak. And again, throughout every single province, any sports teams or anything like that, anything that holds any economically uh, sound money, the government collects. You pay money into the team and the team uses, like the government just collects and collects and collects. They don't give anything back anymore. They don't give anything back to citizens. That's why people are still protesting is because these federal mandates that are in place need to be lifted and more needs to be done from our provincial leaders and they're not doing enough. The mandates and restrictions are lifted in Manitoba, yes, but the federal mandates are how come I'm not back working? How come I'm not back at my work site where I loved working because I liked the people I worked, I was working with because I had zero supervision, but I knew my job and I knew my duties. So I did my job properly and I did it fine for two years. I had to leave one source of employment because they got too pushy and, you know, really, really wanted my medical records all of it because i asked them what they needed and they told me they needed my medical records from my neurologist and they needed medical records and documentation from my family doctor and any other physicians and that needed to be turned over to the human resource department of securitas canada the winnipeg division which means what I did is I immediately went to my union rep and told him, I'm like, this is invasion of privacy, grand scale. And I was told, oh, it's a federal mandate. You have to comply. I'm like, I don't have to comply. I thought I'm paying you off my paycheck to look out for my best interest. And you're looking out for the company's best interest. So I quit. I quit. And I said, I'll see you in court. So I do have a court case against, pending against Securitas Canada for violation of my Section 7 Charter Rights and Freedoms, Life, Liberty, and Security of a Person. Because that falls in with the labor, with the labor code which is Justin Trudeau is trying to change where you need to be vaccinated in order to work in Canada. That's where we're at. And this is what's happening. And all these bills, universal basic income, him trying to decriminalize drugs, him trying to release all the prisoners in the jails and try to release them off and give them a slap on the fucking wrist and say, hey, you can go on your way. He's trying to do that. So he can have the prisons, you know, the prison system kind of pushed down a little bit so there's more room to house more people. Because he's planning on having a large scale of un un the unvaccinated arrested and thrown in prison. That's where BC 36 or three, uh, Bill C-37 comes into play with the hate speech bill. If somebody suspects you that you, this is where they can arrest you if you think about hurting, about saying something. If you think about it, you can wind up in prison. You can think about saying it. They did that with the whole conspiracy to commit mischief against Tamara Lynch 
or Lich. Like he sh he he showed what was to be expected in Canada. If everything goes according to plan, and everything isn't going according to plan because they're pushed, everything that's supposed to be happening for the next eight years is happening in three months. In six months. It's happening within six months. They are pushing everything through. The treaty with the, U with the uh, World Health Organization that this numbnut is going gonna, is gonna to sign. He does not have the best interests of Canada. I, I got Canadians back. So no, you don't. Which Canadians? Who? Well, like, what Canadians are you talking about that you think that you have their backs? The ones sitting there behind you saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or the ones sitting across from you saying, well, I see you got a point. That's not opposition. There's no fight. All bark, no bite. What happened to our conservatives? What happened to the people that actually looked out for the common good of a man and woman and child? To make sure that they are given everything in life. What happened to them? There's no more fundamental rights. We don't have a right to say what goes into our own bodies. We're not allowed to research. We're not allowed to speak out of turn. Sit, be good. Maybe we'll listen. Maybe we won't. I just want to be left alone. Do my own thing. Work. Do the same thing that my dad did, my grandfather did, and his father before him did. Before they ran out of Austria and Ukraine. Before my family was ran out of Austria and Ukraine. Because of the Nazis. So, if you choose to sit there and look at the House of Commons as you did today, as I did, and saw Parliament sitting for the first time in two years. Full house. Full house. When Puppet Zelensky is speaking. Mr. Actor, Mr. Comedian. This whole thing, he, he still thinks is a TV show. has a stockpile of weaponry and ammunitions in Ukraine, but asks for more help from Canada. And I don't tend to speak for a lot of Canadians, but I, I tend to speak for myself. When I say, Zelensky, you can go fuck yourself. You've taken enough of our money. You're a corrupt little shill. You're a Soros puppet. I can see through you. You're a liar. You're a liar. 1,400 Ru Russian Ukrainians murdered as you stood by and said, okay, okay, I'll back off, Azov. I'll back off. Without realizing you could have just used the National Guard to clear those fuckers out. No, no, you let it happen. You did nothing. You did nothing to retaliate against Azov except allow them into your ranks within your National Guard. You're a pushover. You're a coward. You're no hero. You have no spine.
Okay. <laughs> well, I really hope everybody enjoyed my little expose on the Winnipeg Lab League and my my little bit of a economic rant into sports franchises and who owns who holds the property deeds of those of the of those venues and my little diss and poke and jab at Voldemort Zelensky, the coward of Ukraine. So thank you again for tuning in to Back to the Shack. Give it a listen, like and share, pass this message along. Peace, love, unity, and respect. Until next time.